episode of the Homeschool High School Podcast from SevenSistersHomeschool.com, brought to you by the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. I'm Sabrina, and I'm sitting here with Vicki and also Kim, and we're going to talk about homeschool high school stuff, because we think it's really interesting. And if you're listening in, chances are you have some interest in homeschooling high school, because mm-hmm. it's the Homeschool High School, high school Podcast. podcast. <laughs> so if you're here looking for recipes, you're in the wrong place. Go to our website, sevensistershomeschool.com, and look up Allison, and you'll yes. find some wonderful recipes. There's a freebie section in the ebook store, and you can download holiday recipes from Seven Sisters. Yeah. So we, we do cook, but we're not going to talk about that today. No. no. So, yes. <laughs> What are we going to talk about today? We're going to talk about talking about stuff, stuff. with That's your teens. Why we've had a hard time getting started because it's a difficult topic. It's a difficult topic. We're going to talk about talking about hard stuff even. Yes. Yes. So this might be a difficult podcast for us to get through or it might be a difficult podcast for you to listen to. But we're setting, we're setting the model there in front of all of us that having hard conversations is really, really important. So Very. we're being authentic. We, we are. are. We are. And please don't, don't, don't hit, like, stop and don't stop listening because yes. that's, that's another thing we're going to role model is it might be tempted sometimes to do that with your kids, but it's really important not to. Right. Okay, so we're going to talk about discussions that parents need to have with their teens. And just to be really clear right from the outset of what you can expect in this episode, we are not going to tell you what you should tell your teens about all of these hard topics, (laughs) because these are hard topics that Mm -hmm. we're going to touch on. And if you know those answers, please write us at com. You know, actually, I'm not even sure that I want people to. No, I don't. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) No, everybody. I I monitor the inbox at info at, and that might be a little overwhelming. Because there's not one right way to have these conversations. That's right. There really isn't. That's right. But there are a couple of wrong ways Mm -hmm. to respond to topics that make us uncomfortable. And we're going to try to help you um, avoid those, those, I was going to say poor responses. I want a better word than that. Ineffective. Mm. Um, What you want to to be building, if you're a parent, you, you want to be building good, healthy growth in your kid. Um, that's pretty universal among parents is we, we don't want to be raising dysfunctional, messed up adults to then run the next generation. It's not our goal as homeschool parents to <laughs> raise the next dysfunctional generation. <laughs> well. Oh, uh, snap. <laughs> oh. But we do sometimes as homeschool parents have the illusion that by homeschooling, our kids are never going to hit stressors or existential crises because mm-hmm. they are in this safe and loving kind of yeah, <laughs> controlled environment. Right. Yep. And so they're not going to run into really hard things. Yeah, and, and that's an illusion. That it's is an illusion. illusion. We know that's not true. We know they're going to run into it even while they're, you know, in our little bubble. And certainly when they grow beyond that little bubble yeah. and go wherever they go next. Because we've heard it's happened to other people, but not our kids, right? Oh, not right. our kids. Not our not families our at all. No. Oh, no. Nope. Never. Nope. Nope. Not at all. Nope. Not ever. Nope. nope. Not nope. my nope. family. Nope. Nope. No. No sarcasm at all here. Not a bit. Wow. Yeah. You know, we live in a broken world last time I checked. Yep. And I'm pretty sure that oh, that's yes. why we need Jesus. And so if if God says this is a world in need of a redeemer, 
then there must be broken things here, and our kids are going to have to deal with that brokenness. Mm -hmm. And um, so they're encountering things, in most cases, before we realize they are. Oh, yeah. And I'm not talking about whether or not you have television in your house or whether mm -hmm. you have the Internet. I'm just talking about the world is really broken, y'all. Mm -hmm. And um, our kids need, especially when they are teenagers, to know in the core of their being to know that they can talk to us mm -hmm. about the brokenness in the world and we are typically brokenhearted by the brokenness in the world and quite honestly sometimes we're freaked out by certain pieces of the brokenness in the world mm -hmm. we all have hot buttons things that just make us go oh mm -hmm. absolutely and if it comes up on the news or it comes up in our community um, we just cringe and that, that's, that's real, and that's mm -hmm. authentic, and it's okay that our kids know what our particular hot-button issues are. However, we need to be creating an environment in which they can still talk and ask questions and seek wisdom in dealing with the broken places in the world, even if some of those things push our buttons. Absolutely. So we're going to talk about what some of those hot topics are, and we're going to talk about <clears throat> ways to manage our own emotions and responses and um, ways to create a healthy space for our teens when they encounter broken stuff. Mm -hmm. So what kind of stuff are we talking about? Well, we're talking about family brokenness. We're talking about divorce. We're talking about um, domestic violence. We're talking about sexual abuse. We're talking about um, identity issues, crisis mm -hmm. of faith. Um, death, loss. Death, loss, yes. Um, we're talking about gender identity confusion. Mm -hmm. We're talking about homosexuality. We're talking about... Um, substances. Substances. Mm -hmm. Alcohol abuse, drug abuse. Um, depression. Depression, suicide. anxiety. Suicide, right. Uh, what else is on our list here of things that we mentioned are just unpleasant and really hard and, oh uh, and toxic friendships oh and toxic relationships yeah. and controllers and mm -hmm. abusers and manipulators and, and bullies or self-esteem and identity you know body mm -hmm. image kinds of things mm -hmm. i mean our kids you know we've mm. been in the homeschool and in the christian community for a long Ever. time long Forever. time yeah and we've seen all of these things in good christian kids who are in environments that are safe and loving, you know, mm -hmm. in, in most cases. But it is a broken world, and things come across their path. So when, when things come up, and they're experiencing, or know someone who's experiencing, mm -hmm. they need to talk about it. I think it's important to, to sort of pre-set this up by acknowledging from the very beginning with our kids that we are all broken, if they feel like we think we personally are perfect, they're not going to be so comfortable coming to us with something that's broken in them or something that's broken in someone else that they know and love. But if they know that we acknowledge that every one of us, you know, we're all sinners, and yet God loves each of us, and we all need Jesus. That's the other big thing that, um, that I've thrown out on a few podcasts. And to, in front of our kids need Jesus and not feel like we have all the answers because we a lot of times they won't come to us they're not coming to us for answers right they're coming to us for the conversation right and to to be able to share it or talk out loud about it or whatever 
Yeah. So one thing that's really important is to have the relationship of talking and listening. Mm -hmm. So, you know, by the time kids are hitting puberty, they have to know they can come and have a conversation with mom and that mom stops what she's doing and listens and then doesn't tell her a better way to do, you know, mm -hmm. or a better way to think and, mm -hmm. and will accept them right where they are, what they're interested in. Mm -hmm. Now, that doesn't count with math tests. But, but, <laughs> or cleaning your room. All right. <laughs> yeah, there. But, but just, you know, oh, I had this idea about yada yada, and you don't sit down and say, that is the dumbest idea, mm -hmm. or this is really a better idea, mm -hmm. but just to, to give them space to brainstorm with so that you've created that talking and listening environment yeah tell me more about that or what yeah, yeah. Where, that's really interesting yeah just those kinds of mm -hmm. phrases like, all along hmm. <laughs> and the and the silence right the counselor yeah. silence we fill it right yeah yeah. So one of the best things, if you've got a kid who's not really good at the talking and you think they're holding too many things in, put them in a car and go for a drive. Oh, my, yes. They'll talk about things in a car that they won't talk anywhere else about. Mm -hmm. yep. So wow. true. And sometimes they'll talk about things over a meal just between the two of you. Mm -hmm. There's something about eating and drinking together that mm -hmm. breaks down some of those barriers, yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. And the adolescent years, it really is a valuable time. Even though they're, they're individuating, they're wanting to have friends and think their own thoughts, they still value that parent time one-on-one. -on -one. And if you can make that happen, that sets the foundation so that when the tough stuff comes, and some tough something is going to come, yeah. Then, yeah. then they already have the place they can go to first. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. One thing that is um, startling to some of the more more traditional, more conservative homeschool parents that I've talked to, they are often startled at the things that their kid has had exposure to mm. when they thought that they knew all of their kid's friends very, very well. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's the whole six degrees of Kevin Bacon thing, you know? <laughs> it may not be that anyone in their immediate circle of friends is... Um, dealing with an eating disorder or mm -hmm. self-harm, mm -hmm. but they know someone who is. They have a cousin or they have a something and they mention it and suddenly there's this whole wow. And, and I have had teenagers over the years tell me, I don't think my mom knows about this. Mm -hmm. Yes. And they're afraid to bring it up because they mm -hmm. feel like they're going to disillusion mom. Mm -hmm. If mom doesn't know about cutting, I don't want to be the one to tell her. Oh, yeah. Because then she's going to be freaked out and worried that I'm cutting or my friends are cutting. And so maybe I just shouldn't tell her. Mm -hmm. and, and that puts in motion this, this whole thing that's not going to be healthy for anybody. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, they know about stuff that you don't think that they know about. It's a small world. It is a it small really world. It really is a small world. Yeah. And it really, yeah, yeah. so they, yeah. they know somebody who knows somebody, and in our culture, that connection is made. You know, mm -hmm. that, that thought has been introduced, or they things pop up on the Internet or down yeah. the side of their Facebook feed or whatever social media they're on mm -hmm. and so or they're they, at the store and there are just tvs on in stores everywhere so even yeah. for families who don't watch tv in their home they're walking through the walmart to buy milk and they walk past the electronics section and there's a news report on this talking about kardashian blah 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 whatever you know is going on so yeah. there's just there's so much more awareness than than we want there to be in some cases mm -hmm. all right so um 
our kid has had some times of a drive in the car with mom or a meal with mom or dad or that one-on-one space. We've been trying to cultivate that. And now something comes up and it pushes our personal buttons. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, for me, certain things, certain topics... I would just kind of roll with and be like, yeah, you know, mm. and let's talk about it. And that, and other ones inside I'm dying because it pushes all of my personal fear buttons, mm-hmm. you know? Right. Human trafficking pushes every one oh. of my personal fear buttons. Wow. Yeah. And my kid says, mom, I heard about such and such. And there's this truck stop out on, on mm. route such and such. And I, I heard that people were arrested there. Mm-hmm. And what... I thought that happened in big cities. I didn't realize that. Mm -hmm. And suddenly I'm having to talk about it. So what do I do to manage my own response so that we can have this conversation and I don't put my fear baggage on my kid? Mm. Somebody answer my question. That is is (laughs) such creating space. That's Mm. such a powerful question. You know, think about our own growing up. You know, what what kinds of things did we hear and that fear is a powerful thing mm-hmm. and it, it does translate and we don't want to it's okay to to share a certain level of wow this is really bad this is this really affects me this is one of those things that I do feel more more powerfully without letting without it becoming that fear that is paralyzing that's I think that's mm-hmm. the thing the paralyzing that kind of thing um, I think it's important to a certain degree to acknowledge our own feelings with our kids. And again, it's going to vary by their age, their sensitivity level, what the topic is, mm. that sort of thing. Um, I think if we kind of come across as robotic, not robotic, but you know, kind of impervious, like neutral, like they may as well talk to the wall... That's right. that's not valuable either because I think they need to feel like we're engaged to a certain degree. Um, well, okay, so yeah. so it yeah it's so it's, it's a dicey, yes. yeah. So when a, a young person comes to you and they have a question or a a big feeling or something they're worried about or they're concerned about a friend, the first thing you want to do is make them the focus of the conversation. Mm. So you have to do two things at once. One is monitor what you're feeling and say that these, these are my feelings and own them, but that's your stuff. Mm-hmm. And as much as you can, give them your eye contact and your focused attention and your unconditional acceptance. So mm. with your with your conscious brain, you say this this is what's going on and there's place for my stuff later. And maybe in that conversation later on you can say, you know, for me that's a hot button topic, mm. but I'm here with you right now. Mm. But the first thing you want to do is make them the focus of attention and kind of compartmentalize your own stuff. So it t- that takes some practice. And you, you might it need takes to... some practice, but what I'm hearing, too, is it's in the mom wheelhouse. Oh, yeah. I, I could never, ever have gone to school to be a nurse. I, I just can't mm. do the nurse thing. No. Can't. But every time that one of my kids was throwing up or had fallen down and was bleeding all over the place or whatever, I was so focused on, okay, you need me right now. I need to take care of this, and I will deal with my own nausea oh, or yeah. whatever later, <laughs> later. You know, absolutely. That's and a so good it's really the yeah. same thing, and it's mm-hmm. it's in the mom wiring. But often we we don't 
realize that and we get kind of blindsided with it when they're yeah. when they're adolescent or beyond and we're not prepared to deal with it in a mom way which is like you're saying right and kid. so if they just have yeah. questions you know like you know I, I i hear one of my friends is bisexual Mm-hmm. So you know what do I do with that, and how do I? Then you let them talk things through, and you you hold your judgments back because you want to keep the doors open and the conversation going, because the strength of a family is in their unconditional love. Not in there. Okay, now this is what you have to do. Amen. Say that again. That's yeah, a really. t-shirt. The strength that is of the, the family is where ever. in unconditional love. Yes. So that that you know when there are things that are struggles, that's that's not interrupting the love a family has. Mm-hmm. So, and that's real important if there's an internal struggle with the kid. Like I, mm. you know, unfortunately, as a counselor, I sometimes bring. I have parents bring teenagers to me and they're, they're Christian families and they're, and they're really, really upset because their teen is being depressed and anxious. Like, not supposed to do that. Not supposed to have any care. Supposed to cast cares on the Lord. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they, they did because the teen asked. They brought him in. But part of what we have to do for the family is to say, okay, well, the Bible does say cast your cares on the Lord. But sometimes part of the casting the cares is going to counseling and doing the process of the casting. And so to be non judgmental about the process that the teen needs to learn mm. is, uh, you know, be willing to, to listen, learn, and then also non judgmentally provide support. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yeah, and recognize that there's a difference between um, a kid asking, What does the Bible say about such and such? versus, And what do I do with my friend who? Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, you know, I don't think that any of us think that that Jesus is glorified when people take razor blades and cut themselves because they're severely depressed or anxious. Mm-hmm. However, that doesn't answer. So, what do I do with the fact that my friend or my cousin admitted that they've been cutting? Mm. Right. Uh, there's there's this whole extra piece, and oftentimes we are we are wanting to just say, okay, you're not going to do that, right? Because you know that you know our bodies are a temple, and that we should care for a steward the body that God gave us. That's not what the kid is asking. The kid mm-hmm. is saying, what do I do? Yeah. Right. And and to uh, that's following up on that one. I'm going into fix mode. Please, I'm so sorry. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is good for this podcast, but it's something you want to be careful with yeah. when you're talking <laughs> to your teen. Yeah, is if you can help a teen understand, it's not their job to keep their friends safe. Mm. It's their job to go up line when there's danger, and that's you risk a friendship to keep a friend safe mm-hmm. if that's what needs to happen. So if their friend is is cutting, then you go to another adult, you know, your parent or their parent or the youth group leader or, you know, somebody safe. You go applying. Just like as a counselor, if mm-hmm. if I have a client who's in imminent danger, I don't go, oh, I really accept you where you are. I go right up line and say, what do we need to do to keep this kid safe? But they, a teenager has no power to keep a peer safe. Mm. That's you go up line and mm-hmm. get the support that that team needs in order to be safe. 
the same is with uh, you know suicidality. If a kid is mm. having suicidal ideation, comes to your kid and mm-hmm. says, "I just I just feel like I want to kill myself," you go right up line. Right? Mm-hmm. You know, parent or their parent or you know that what's important is safety, not the oh she's not gonna be my friend anymore. Mm-hmm. That doesn't if she's matter. Gone, if she's dead. not gonna be yeah. your friend either, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, Vicki, throw throw a couple of, as long as you're in counselor mode anyway, throw us a, <laughs> a couple of the phrases that um, I've learned really helpful oh, phrases yeah. from you over the years. Some of the phrases that are super validating and judgment-free that keep the conversation open and safe for teens. Well, you're only going to have to help me with that because I never remember. That's really hard. That's really hard. That's really hard. That's a good one. a big one. That is, it is. is the key to life is that's really hard, I think. Yeah. yeah. It yeah. just acknowledges where that that person's in a hard place and or somebody that they're with is in a hard place and just mm-hmm. validating our kids. Sometimes that's all they want. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I have one of my very self-aware kids, one of my children who's very self-aware, once said to me, sometimes all I want you to say is, I really get it. Mm. Even if I don't think you really do, <laughs> the fact that you're trying to will mean a lot to me. Ah. And I had to kind of chuckle, but I have used it a lot with great success. And it works, of, huh? Yeah. I really get it. Because, mm. um, yeah, because it validates the complexity. Mm-hmm. of all of it and mm-hmm. that's you know isn't that so much of what our teens are dealing mm-hmm. with when they start having to face the brokenness in the world mm-hmm. is they're going well i grew up learning what the bible says about this and that i grew up in a family that loved me and wanted to keep me safe uh, e- even if all things have been perfect so far for that child i grew up with all of this and i'm still looking at the situation saying this is really complicated i don't know how to respond to this mm-hmm. it is really hard mm-hmm. it is yeah and sometimes the more perfect and ideal the growing up has been, the harder and more complex it is because we haven't learned how to deal with this stuff. Yep. Which is a beautiful thing and at the same time challenging. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry you're going through that. Oh, yeah. I just to say. Yep. And you will get through this. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. teens need to know mm-hmm. that they will be able to get to the other side mm. they live in the moment very much mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we've had good yeah. success with both uh, with a what and why combination too mm-hmm. um, when they're when they're to the point that they're thinking out loud about what they think they are going to do in response mm-hmm. so you know so what do you think you're going to say the next time you see so and so or what do you think you would like to do about mm-hmm. involvement in this group or whatever mm-hmm. so you're not telling them what right. to oh, say yeah. or do and then when they answer then you say, so why did you choose that? Mm-hmm. Why do you think that's going to be? And the what and why, it, it's still, again, it's keeping the conversation open. It's keeping mm-hmm. it going. You're not just saying, I'm sure you'll figure something out, dear. See you later. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, But you're Head also pat. not telling them, okay, here's what you're going to do, mister. You're mm-hmm. going to, you're, you're keeping it. Because what, what we're not doing is telling them what they have to do. Mm. Uh, unless it's you have to keep yourself safe, I'm telling yeah. you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and there are times for that. Yeah. yeah. Um, but in, in these existential crisis kind of things, um, you're, you're not going to command them how they're going to think or behave. You're going to let them draw that out of themselves. Like if they have been raised 
Mm-hmm. They they have some ideas for or against how they've been raised, you know. Mm-hmm. So uh, they they need a time. Part of adolescence is wrestling through these things, and they need that time to do that, and for you to walk with them through it. Mm. And sometimes, if you're if you're in a situation with your kid where they really genuinely don't have an idea either of what the right thing to do is, or even some options that's where that what can be really powerful where you're not telling them what but rather if they if you're saying well what are some of your ideas and they go like I don't know mm-hmm. you know ask them what they're seeing other people do mm-hmm. and they can maybe evaluate from that perspective okay so how do you think that's working what do you think are some of the good points and bad points of Mm-hmm. handling it that way or whatever yeah and so help them generate options and then they may be more comfortable seeing oh okay so that uh, that's really not working but I could I could do something more like this yeah and that helps them follow down the trail to good consequences mm-hmm. so when where are there are things like oh you know well all of my friends are smoking pot right mm-hmm. now you know all right so you know what what you gonna do with that mm-hmm. you know then why or all of them are engaged in or we're all talking about you know like gender identity mm-hmm. or you know what predestination or you know like right, they, right. they wrestle through everything insert right. topic here right yeah yeah. Right. yeah yeah and uh so the only place you toss that though really is if there's a safety thing if they come to you i am so depressed i'm having panic attacks mm-hmm. i'm cutting i'm feeling suicidal safety is more important than Mm-hmm. Like, be, okay, I'm here. This is really hard. Yeah. Right now, go and feel better. Yeah. You? Mm-hmm. No, yeah. So. Then you do that stuff with them to follow yeah. up because it's been really hard for them to say something. Right. And especially if they are feeling like they're betraying a confidence, you do yeah. need to really support and encourage your kid right. and reinforce over and over again that they did the right thing. It takes a lot of talking through those processes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does. Absolutely. It does. Absolutely. And as we wrap up this episode, we just want to say, too, there's hope. If, if you're listening to this and you're thinking, I have really not been handling these conversations with my kid well. Stuff has been happening. In the last year, we've had a bunch of awkward things. And I've tried to tell them what the right thing to do was, but I feel like they've just shut down after that. And it's okay. There's hope. First of all, pray. Yeah, I was just going to mention that. First, that. First, last, and always. <laughs> First, last, and always. And yeah. always, yes. Yeah, pray and, and, and say to God, okay, this isn't going so well. So perhaps more of you and less of me in, in my relationship with my mm. kid and my conversations with my kids. Show Another me how to do t-shirt. that. Mm-hmm. And the Holy Spirit is, is quite happy to start guiding you in different oh responses. Oh, my. And then could be that the Holy Spirit will lead you into having to sit down with your kid or going for a drive in the car. Or getting a stromboli somewhere <laughs> and saying, listen, I've been thinking about something. I'm not sure I've really handled this great. When you came and told me that so-and-so got caught with alcohol hidden in their bedroom, you know, I went off on the whole, well, you're not drinking, are you? And, uh, and you know that so-and-so, you know, uncle so-and-so is an alcoholic. And uh, I immediately went into that mode and looking back on it, I really wish I hadn't handled it that way. I would like for things to be different going forward. Just put it out there. That can, your kid will probably act really cool about it. Be like, yeah, whatever, mom, you know. But it can have huge impact down the road. Mm -hmm. It can really make them go, hmm, maybe I do want to stay in communication with my parents. Maybe I don't think that they're dumber than dirt and I'm just going to go look to other people for wisdom. Um, A repentant, humble, 
what is that broken contrite spirit thing? Mm-hmm. That that could go a long way. Mm-hmm. Fruit of the spirit. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So God is in the redemption business. That's mm-hmm. that's what oh. that's what He does. And even the conversations that we've had that have created brokenness in our relationship with our teens can be redeemed when we go to God with them and we can build good conversations mm-hmm. in the future. Mm-hmm. So yeah, be encouraged mm-hmm. and be open and keep talking because our kids are worth it. And keep Indeed. listening. Mm-hmm. Yes. And keep loving. There All go. right. There you go. There we go. That's another t-shirt, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> keep loving. I, like, I want a t-shirt that says that. Yeah. Mm. Keep loving. That's good. Mm. All right. That's a perfect thing to end on. Keep loving, friends. Thank you for joining us. This has been the Homeschool High School Podcast from SevenSistersHomeschool.com, brought to you by the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Mm-hmm.